This is episode 203. Oh, I forgot it. (laughs) Slash tone control. No, the. (laughs) Brought to you by a clean tone that is as heavy as the Rolling Stones ever got. It's the tone control. It's it's the new world. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's the day. It's the tone control. It's Thursday. Yes. It's a, a yet a, yet again. It's another. Th- it's your boys here on the <laughs> Thursdays for the tones and the controls. It's your boys with a Thursday. <laughs> look, look what I've got. I've got hey. Ding. Oh, I don't have one. I got. Hang on. Oh, I got a pick right here. I got my tone control right. merch. Represent is in form of guitar pick. Cool. So since the care package. Arrived to me. Mine's much bigger than <laughs> than all the patrons, by the way. Just thought I'd rub that in your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you suckers don't have twenty five koozies, do you? <laughs> you bunch of dummies. <laughs> I bet you wish you had twenty five. Anyway, I thought I should show it off. Um, yeah. Uh, and um, anyway, uh, yeah. So it's a tone control. We've got we've got a a, a, a news free episode. And yeah, pretty much. Why not? <laughs> so we're just gonna we're gonna wing it. There's a topic suggestion. We got some random stuff going on. Um, so what's what's uh, what's up? What's new, man? What? You- um, God. <coughs> gosh, um, I got my booster. Yes. On Monday, that was the big thing this week. Um, felt pretty crummy halfway through <laughs> Tuesday. Uh-huh. Um. And but you know I was able to shake it off Wednesday night. It kind of all came back, which was weird. Oh, I was doing pretty good, and it kind of came back around. Um, feeling a lot better today, though. Mm-hmm. Get boosted. It's not a big deal. Yeah, not a big deal. Mine was. Uh, I, I I think I felt pretty the same. I guess it's it's so different for different people. You never know, right? But yeah. I felt yeah. pretty the same from when I first had sort of a reaction to the booster, where mm-hmm. I was like real slow and I kind of thought, geez, I sort of feel crummy. And then um at some point I felt like take like in the afternoon, like the girls were coming home, I was like, oh. I, I sat on the couch and I nearly fell asleep. Which yeah. I never I never nap. I'm just not a napping person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. And then the next day I was like, oh holy shit. I was so tired yesterday. I was like so mm-hmm. messed up. Uh but it was it was that like it it's it's so like dull just a dull roar that i didn't really pick up yeah it's and it was at any point i felt like if i really needed to like snap to and really do something i totally could have but i was just like "Eh, i'm just gonna embrace this like semi rundown kind of feel and it was fine um yeah that was the thing i finished my grad term and that's been really you know chewing on my brain stem a lot which is why there's not a lot of stuff in the show this week (laughs) Uh, i had to write a whole bunch of uh, a bunch of paper. <laughs> <laughs> a whole bunch of paper. <laughs> I had to write a whole bunch of paper, and uh, it just took a lot of my brain power and yeah. time. So, right. um, what else? We're totally closing in on that time of year at work where it's like, let's connect after the holidays. You know, like, <laughs> 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 which is kind of the best time. Uh-huh. Um, I'm taking off the week between Christmas and New Year's, and because of like holiday 
observed holiday days with mm-hmm. work. Um, I get a bunch of extra days off uh, without having to like pay for them, without having to use PTO. Yeah. So it's great. Um, I'm planning on, and I'm also still in between grad terms that time, so I don't have anywhere to be. I don't have anything to do. <laughs> <laughs> I've, you know, my no com- no commitments, no um, no school, no work. Yeah. Uh, Beth Beth has to work, so I'm gonna like full bachelor mode for like <laughs> ten straight days. Um, well, but, well, for five five days because of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because of well five days because Beth will be home obviously, <laughs> but like I have a bunch of days off work because oh, she of comes home and, from and, work. Like, yes, oh, yes. Man. It's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds fantastic. Um, uh, Sort of podcast related. I'm planning, uh, hoping to like make some videos for the channel. Mm -hmm. I want. I think I mentioned this to you earlier. I was going to do a rundown of my in ears setup with the Helix that I was using in Delaney. Um, I wanted to do a a a lot of people ask me about the HX Stomp setup because they see it with all the other pedals. And I always explain the effects loop scenario. Yeah. So I was going to make a video for that. And do an actual, um, like, yeah. <laughs> take it through it. Actual explainer. Yeah. And then also probably a video with the Rev, which is right here on my desk. Um, cool. Yeah. And probably not going to put all those out inside of a week, but I'll shoot them all probably and then trickle them out as, uh, as we make some content. So, yeah. yeah, it's fun. I used to make a lot of videos and I don't anymore because <laughs> of school. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? Sweet. I think that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I um, I I have been doing much of the same as before. It's it's been chill. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm. Yeah. I I I am. I keep looking at the calendar like it's going to be that time where I'm, and it's like make or break now with work. Um, I do have mm-hmm. kind of like one project on the horizon where it's like if you want that date, you better grab it because we're going to have like a, a freeze on this sort of thing. Um, and it's, you know, actually I will, I will tell this story. Okay. So this is, this is one thing that, that did happen to me. So I, um, I met with this new client and for, for mixing and I was a bit, uh, expensive for what she wanted to be paying. Right. Okay. Um, so, and I mean, I know that this must seem really self-serving for me. Like I'm always advising people like, like if you have a, a budget, like I'm not going to try to talk you out of your budget. I will try to talk sure. you out of doing more songs because like, I, I think if you have three songs that sound fantastic, that's a hundred times better than having six songs that sound okay mm. or crummy or, you know, and if somebody listens to sure. it and goes, holy shit, you know, you know, the thing where if, if you're showing something to somebody who's not a musician or whatever, and it's like, oh my God, this sounds like a record I would, I would actually, you know oh, what I mean? Oh yeah, this sounds professional. They're surprised yeah, like, by that, yeah. right? Because it's sort of a different world for them. They don't know anybody who is making the records that they listen to all the time, records. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I'm kind of doing that advice anyway. I'm, I'm not sure how, mm. you know, I'm not going to like force the issue. I'm not sure how much of it she's tuned into or whether I sound like a jerk, but I kind of say it like, I know what this must sound like, but this is what I say. Um, but anyway, we're, I mean, it's pretty simple stuff. She's, she's got these songs that are like, literally she's two mic, uh, voice and guitar into garage band with like a 57 and a 58. And it's kind of, it's, it's just there. It's present in the room. There's plenty of bleed, all this stuff. And it's like, what, what can we do with this? And I'm thinking, well, actually I can do something, um, pretty cool. And, 
I'm going to circle back to this a little bit at, at the end for suggestion of the week too. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, so I, I, I clean it up. I kind of get things sounding, I think awesome. Like I think it sounds fantastic from not that it was like a bad, per, badly performed starting point, but like, you know, 57, 58 with bleed, like this sort and of thing. And she recorded it? Yeah. Like, yeah. So like did it all herself? She sent cool. me her okay. garage band file. And I just Great. extracted the stuff out of it, right? And I, I make this thing that I think it sounds awesome. I used some special magic that I will tell you about later that I'm super <laughs> impressed by. And I'm sure it doesn't, like to somebody who doesn't didn't know what my process was on that, it was like, oh, cool, yeah, I can see that sounds better. And that was, that was sort of her reaction, right? It was like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and I put a little sparkle in there of something like I added a little bit of um, something that I programmed in like some extra sound in the chorus um, from this okay. um, inst- this virtual instrument that I have that I thought of and I thought it was pretty cool and I was like this sounds awesome you know for such a cleanup from from what it was and she was like real like yeah I I'm satisfied with this like neutral yeah Just kind like of she like, had a this very is flat acceptable. tone with it like this is acceptable and I was like Oh. oh, okay. So I'm really testing myself on this thing where I try not to right, have because here ego. you are coming in like a little expensive. Yeah. Right. right? Well, and she's probably right. thinking, thinking like this, is it going to fundamentally change how it's like, how it's going to sound? Like it's easy to get wrapped up in that. Like it's going to sound like this amazing right. new performance. I really want to blow her away, you know? And, and I, <laughs> yeah. I was, and I want that yeah, to, to be, prove I want that to be it's everyone's reaction, but I really wanted it to be her reaction. And yeah. she's like, satisfied with this well done and, okay. yeah and and she kind of says you know I, I wonder if there could just be like something else in there that sort of like fills out the most you know builds throughout the song like more than just in the little thing you did in the choruses and like more instrumentation yeah like and because we had discussed okay. that a little bit too like it's very simple but but adding in something that isn't going to step on it or make it seem phony or, or out of place mm-hmm. like something that's going to fit which is what I was trying to do with the first little bit so I was like, okay, okay, let me tuck back into this. Okay, you know, take that note. And I'm trying not to have this ego, right? Because it's like, if I think what I've done is great and somebody doesn't feel that way about it, I need to swallow that. Like, I don't, I'm not trying, yeah. hey, wait a second, don't you think this is awesome? I think this is great. You <laughs> let know me what explain I mean? to you me, why this is awesome. <laughs> let me explain to you why you're wrong. Um, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so I was like, okay, okay, let's do the thing you always say you're going to do. So I, so I go back in and I spent, uh, kind of a long time just searching through patches in these ver- VIs, like to find something that I felt worked without getting in the way, something that fit with the sound of, imagine somebody in their living room with two dynamic mics in GarageBand. Yeah, very Do you know what I mean? intimate, but also like yeah, um, kind of unpolished. Is it, uh, right. like maybe not what I want to say, yeah. but yeah, just yeah, raw. Right, yeah. And, and so, and I'm trying to fit a synth in there. Okay, essentially some kind yeah, of synthesized okay. sound with movement and with some organic kind of feel to it. And I found this mm-hmm. thing and I layered a few things together and I kind of created something and then did some tracing of the – kind of throughout the song. I'm following a bit of the fundamental, stepping off of it here and there where I think it's cool. And it ebbs and flows a little bit volume-wise too so that um, you almost have to listen for it to see that it's – there but it's always there it never goes away but sometimes it's a little more behind the louder parts of the voice anyway it was pretty it was even better you know i was like okay i thought the first thing was cool this really kind of even though it's a subtle addition it fills out a lot and that one she's totally thrilled with she's like oh good oh she's hopping about it and she's excited um and so 
that was it. Like, so I did, I did the thing that I ought to have done, you know, every time I talk about this and, and say like, I, I'm not, tell me what you really think. And I need to yeah. take the notes, you know, cause I work for you. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. but also like there's, there's that delicate balance of like, I work for you, but if you want it to sound different, hire someone else. Yeah, you know, to a certain like if, extent. If, yeah, I, I, there's I do, a little bit of that. I do try and, to not. I, I do try to like absorb what they're going for. Um, but I, what I, where I draw the line as far as like my sound, I'm sure I have a sound. I and it's hard for you to self-identify that. Like so, so mm. maybe someday if I if I stay if I stay alive and working, somebody somebody will <laughs> will be like, oh, you're that's the, that's Justin, the Justin sound. sound. <laughs> yeah, like it's this, yeah. and I'll be like, oh, that's my sound. Um, yeah, but. Like I draw the line at like stuff being out of tune and out of time. Mm. Um, but other, you know what I mean? But other than that, and that's just like kind of a modern music thing. You just can't do that anymore. It's not the Rolling Stones don't uh, cut oh, it anymore. Uh, totally agreed. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. Um, but other than that, like, like I talked to another band who will be doing something in the spring, I, I think. Um, and their focus is very like live off the floor kind of sound, not to the extent where we're going to leave out of time, out of tune mistakes in it, but Guitar squeaks. Let it be a little loose on the edges. Chair yeah. creaks, breathing, stuff like that. Oh, I love that yeah, stuff. Exactly. So on board with all that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, in your music line of work, which is as to say not podcasts and audiobooks yeah. and things, um, how much composition are you doing these days? Like this is a sounds like a case of you wrote a thing for this song. Yeah, I, I did. Um not not much. That doesn't often okay. happen. Um, but it was something I didn't that she think wanted so, for this. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and and it's not like a huge deal. Like I I've done it a oh, couple of times yeah. for people where and they've been like, oh, you need a writing credit on this. And I'm like, like one guy said one one client uh, he was working on a guitar solo and I like coached him like, hey, maybe try this thing. You know, try that. Try to simplify mm. that. Let's just hang on that note for a second, let it linger, and then move on to the next part. It was like that kind of note. That's like producer stuff. Yeah, but he was like, "Oh, you need yeah. a." I mean, you're you, well. That's what he's saying. You're a producer on this yeah. now. Like, you need a writing. I was like, "I didn't." <laughs> no, no, no. That's not. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Write what you want on your jacket yeah. or whatever. But <laughs> that's not how. <laughs> that's not what I think I deserve. But anyway, uh, yeah. Hmm. So that's cool. When cool. we were doing our EP at the studio in Manchester, Matt Blanchett, who runs Revelry Studios. Um, He's like listening to the demos. We're doing takes and stuff. He's like, you know, it'd be great is if you just went like and like do this part. And it's yeah. like, yeah, dude, you're right. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> and he just so effortlessly because it's it's new to so many. Like when when you bring something to the studio, it's new to that person a lot of the time. Yeah. And like for him, he had not heard. Yeah, he was like, this is great, and I'm hearing this. And he's uh -huh. like, oh, never thought of that. Love it. Let's do it. Right. Right. Because you're <laughs> focused. Right. You're you've been yeah. hearing your thing. For a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have that perspective on like, uh, on what is this doing for the song, right? Not just my yeah. part, not just the tone, the guitar tone or whatever. It's like the, uh, wh what would really make this thing stand out? Mm -hmm. And fresh ears are the best thing. Fresh experienced ears are the best thing for that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny. I was just here, this is turning into a, quite a thing. Uh, but I was just hearing this discussion on another podcast, the, the Pro Tools Expert podcast. They were talking about like, I, I they, they've been having these sort of the episodes that are a discussion piece about this topic or something. And like, and they're, they're really varied, but one of them was like, was something to do with, um, 
the you know the, anyway so what what came up in the discussion was about uh uh your roles like people's roles and these guys are like yeah. these guys are pretty famous producers they've worked with you know one of the, in fact one of the guys on that episode was uh Tony Iommi's uh, uh oh. essentially producer like for a cool. long time so anyway uh it's like you know from when they were coming up to like they teach students now and what what's going on and it's always like what are people's roles and it's like this guy that was within his job description to say oh and do this and the the other side of the story is these terror tales of like and then there yeah. was the 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 intern or the guy who's running tea as they say in england uh mm. and you know it, the situation can go a different way. Like you have a, an artist in the studio and they're sometimes needing emotional support, not like they're going to cry or something, but they need to be sort of helped they need some to validation. feel Yeah. And Conf- you, confidence. Yeah. You need to have like, uh, you're performing this part and especially if it's not easy, you know, yeah. to have somebody, to have a supportive room, um, to be giving you the notes in a way um, that are going to help, like somebody who's connected with you. Feedback, they yeah. know how you're going to feel, and so they're reacting to you that way and, and giving you, like, what's going to be helpful. Hey, man, mm-hmm. like, that sucked in a supportive way <laughs> or, or something <laughs> yes, like yes. that. So anyway, so, you, you yeah. know, the idea being, like, you get all the way through, maybe you're, you're about done for the day kind of thing, and somebody whose place it is not says, hey, what about... Or, you know, what sticks mm. out to me is this. And it can just suck all the air out of the room so fast. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, that that's that's a tricky place. <laughs> and I'm glad, well, you have yeah, a good so, experience. I'm glad you have a good story about, and then he said this and we were all like, yeah. You know? Well, it's it's the tone, right? It's the, the mood in the room. He's yeah. like into this, he's hearing the demo. He's like, oh, this is cool. I'm really into this. Haven't heard this one. Like, I love this part. Oh, you know what you should do? Like, it's, it's part of that whole like yeah. excitement building portion um but yeah when we were when we're doing the um doing guitars and stuff matt would uh, you know we were there both at the same time matt was like kind Mm -hmm. of observing and and like offering producer notes on my parts and i was doing it for his parts because the other one is focused on the play yes um so he's like oh you know you're rushing this bar a little bit watch out for that or or even less like oh just give it like start that vibrato later like that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. Um, and with Matt, I would constantly say like, that's not the one, like you can do it better, do it better. Needs more down pick. Yeah. Need just like (laughs) play it, play it right. And and not in like an asshole kind of way, but just this like, yeah, like that was cool, but you can do it better. Like do it better. Just Mm -hmm. like be better. (laughs) And and, and, like Matt's a a good musician, Matt's a good musician and stuff, but it was like, no, you're not playing it with balls. You got to play it with some balls, (laughs) right? Do it. Go for it. What's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. We'll do it again. Big whoop. Worst is going to happen. This will come out as bad as the last one, which is garbage, by the way, in case you forgot. (laughs) Right. Uh, This one's still shit, by the way. Still garbage. All right. Um, Fun story time. Here's Pedal Genie still sponsoring this podcast somehow. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wish list today. Well, I, I say, you know, there's always this possibility that like that thing where they sent me two pedals was going to be like a going away present or something. And I was yeah, never right. going to get some. <laughs> I do think I have something in the mail. I, I don't know what it is, but it's not here. Um, you know, you, you notified them of that and they're like, oh, there was a glitch in the payroll. <laughs> Like it's that office space joke. <laughs> right. So we just went ahead and fixed the glitch. They just stopped sending pedals. <laughs> I um, I did not tell them. Do you think I should have told them about it? I just sent them both back. Oh, I don't know. 
they'll figure it out. They're smart. I was sort of like, that's a weird thing. I mean, right. They're not right. This can't continue. Um, but on the other hand, I was like, I'm not going to say anything. Cause like, obviously like, it's not a problem. I just sent them back. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought, what if one of them's going to get there and they're going to be like, cool. And you're going to box up the next thing on my list and send it. And then the next one gets there and it's a different person that they day just or keep something. sending you. And they just keep two so pedals now at I'm a time. On, now I'm on a, a non existent two pedals of time, at a time plan forever. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, you know, oh but God. so far I only have one return email coming back to me. So I don't, I think That's they really fixed funny. it. I think they fixed it. Um, yeah. I sent, um, I sent the Riverside back. I'm, I'm like, Whatever comes next, today's the ninth. So yeah. whatever comes next, we'll probably keep through the holiday break. I'm thinking uh, sure. do some fun stuff. I don't even know what it is yet, but we'll do some yeah, fun I stuff. I haven't opened my email either. So speaking of the Rev. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my, my cool office library collection there very, containing books about knowledge management and Star Wars. <laughs> isn't Star Wars about knowledge management? That is a connection I will make someday, but today is not that day. <laughs> Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, anyway. So lots of fun with the Rev. So so I, I did not get to watch your demo recording. Okay. Stream. That's fine. Um, because I don't expect I'm, you to watch Because them. I'm a bummer. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I try to. But anyway, I uh, I just remembered I changed my name to Santa Hat Justin in Discord. I was just now <laughs> noticing that. Uh, that's that's I, the much Christmas cheer as you get out of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I just put a Santa hat sticker on everything that I walk into. So that's fine. <laughs> just bump uh, it into stuff and stickers are oh, falling shoot, out sticker, of you. Oh, yeah. sticker. you. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm really still loving the Rev. Yeah. And I am so thrilled with how the Riverside demo went. I love what mm-hmm. I did for it. It's one of my favorites. It's up there with the 1981. Yeah. And I think the tone is great. I think it's an awesome pedal. Um I'm. I love how much I love it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and the rev workflow here was great. It was a lot of fun to like get in with the virtual cabinets. I didn't really change anything off the stock stuff, uh-huh. but it sounded awesome. So like, yeah. why change it? Mm-hmm. Um, I will. I eventually get into messing with all the two note stuff and and maybe loading in the other IRs that I own, and using like the, uh, the power amp emulation and stuff like that. But I think this sounds. Really good. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm really pleased with how it's going. So, um, I have a pedal here that's also gold and uh, also hooked up to my Rev right now, but it is not the Riverside. I bought the G2 from Rev. Oh, um, which is a, a pedal. A, now I need a picture of that. Rev G2. Yeah, go on. It comes in a couple of no, colors. Not There's a green G20. one. Stupid Google. Fucking G20. That's a guitar Jesus amp, you dingus. Christ. So the G2, so actually, let me back up. The um, D20 and the G20 are these lunchbox size amps. I have the D20. Yeah. Um, that are based on the generator series from Rev, which is a four channel, okay. 100, 100 watt amp. Really, just like mega big boy amp. Um, it's, yeah, there, there you go. Um, and so what they did was the the D twenty is basically the clean channel from the generator. Sure. Okay. Uh, with a boost, and then what they did was they took the other channels and broke them out into pedals. So they've got the G two, the G three, and the G four, and they are just increasing levels of gain. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so it's cool. Let me turn some things on here. I have uh, I got the G two because I was like 
looking at the G3 and like the, the G4 is very high gain, but it's super tight and modern and sounds awesome. But I'm like, ah, it's not really my style. Yeah. Uh, and the G3 is, is also very modern and stuff. But the G2 here, I'm really glad I got it because it can get into some nice high gain stuff. Um, but it is still an overdrive. It's not a distortion pedal. Mm-hmm. It's not like, so it's, it's on the it's, lower half. Of the G yeah. series, right, <laughs> right. So it's um, it's based on I think the green channel of the well, generator. It's, it's green. It's this green. green. Mine, mine is gold. I just some special edition. I got it on Reverb for a really good deal. They just heard my new, it heard it was Derek from the Tone Control. Yeah, that probably like, I should well, change my him, Reverb name to say the gold that. One. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> do it right now. I got it used while we're watching. <laughs> I got it used. Um, and so it's got um. Volume, gain, a three-band EQ, and then the middle switch is for the aggression modes, which reshape the gain structure and the EQ curve a little bit. So there's a blue and a red. Each okay. channel on the generator has a blue or red aggression mode uh, and off as well. So three aggression options. Uh, and the whole One thing about them is not that... Ag- not aggressive at all. Not aggressive at all. Unaggressive. The G-Series pedals, I've read and heard and been told pair wonderfully with the D series amps like the or the, sorry the 20 series amps the G20 and the D20 so because you're basically putting the the channel back into the amp so anyway I have it here okay this is my clean tone wait that's uh, a clean that's, tone sorry yeah that's, you want okay. me to dial no that's fine no, like I, do whatever okay. you want to do man I just Okay, and that's you're, a, you're a four twelve. I'm just IR. saying, like your clean tone is like is I, like I, as I heavy as the Rolling Stones ever got ever. <laughs> Worse even. That that's that's really... like that's like your 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 clean tone is like <laughs> Angus Young. <laughs> Nearly Stones ever got okay. Um, yeah, I know. I run, I run my clean tones pretty crispy, but I also, I, I'm hitting it hard. Um, oh yeah, hit it softly. Oh, so you're lying. Coil, really? I can coil. Well, I coil split this. Oh, but, you cheater! So like neck pickup in humbucker mode. Oh okay. You re- okay? So you really do have a lot of uh, dynamics in there. Yeah. So this is bridge pickup. It's certainly crispy. But I, I, that's uh, that has that's a really my main wide sort range. Of, yeah, and the so the boost is engaged on the amp, mm-hmm. but the drive is pretty low. It's around yeah. nine o'clock or so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is the G two um, aggression mode is set to off. It sounds great. Yeah. Like, uh, I love it. I plugged <laughs> yeah. it in. I was like, well, fuck, this sounds so good. <laughs> and actually, the um, the uh, the demo for the Riverside was written when I got this pedal, like the G2. I was riffing around <laughs> with it. I was like, oh, this sounds so good. Oh, what's this thing I just stumbled on? Oh, I love this. And I was like, I got to use this for a demo. So uh, I'll switch <laughs> to the, so my gain controls at like one o'clock here. <laughs> Sounds cool, man. Yeah. 
Awesome. Uh, blue aggression mode. That almost seems uh, more clinical. It's I don't know what to say about it. It's like. Um, Tell me if, if you're hearing this, but it's almost like there's some like pre-contouring to the low end a little bit yeah. that almost reduces the gain slightly, but makes it very precise. Yeah, so here's it back in the off position. And then to the blue mode. Yeah, it's, it's a like funny, a tighter low it's end, almost but a it's, funny it's kind fatter of scoop. too. Yeah. Right. Almost. Um, and then so the red mode is the highest gain option. And yeah. all the knobs are staying the same during this, and then you know we get used to the red a little bit. That's like a Back mid to push. Off. It's like almost the opposite, yeah. right? This is the off position again. So if we go into the red mode or or either of the aggressions really and bump up the gain, the the thing I like about the pedal is the gain knob is very usable in the high range. Mm-hmm. Most overdrives and distortions, when you're pushing the limit of the gain control of the drive, it can become unusable up in that upper yeah. tier, right? This one stays pretty nice. gain all the way up. Heavy as the pedal gets. Yeah. It's cool, man. I like it a lot. That's really given them a chance to segment, right? To have G1 through 4 so that they don't have to make the knobs range too far, right? Yeah. And and the the voicing of the specific channel that it's inspired by is a little bit different as well. So Mm -hmm. like Yes, there is, like, gain territory overlap on the 2, 3, and 4. But it's like by the time you get into that other territory, you want to have pre-contoured in this other way. And so that's why we've moved to a different pedal where we're doing that. Yeah. Exactly. So I think this is awesome. Um, Rev also makes a gate pedal now that is called the G8. Get it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So my daughter told me a joke today. She's getting ready for bed, and this is related. And she says... (laughs) This is so great. And a six-year-old wants it. So she says, Daddy, how do you spell candy with only two letters? Oh. Is he going to get it? Is there an ampersand involved? No. Oh. She doesn't know about ampersand. She's six. (laughs) She's six. Derek, Derek, she's six. I'm going to write that down too. (laughs) C and Y. C. Oh. Fucking nailed it. Love that. Very good. Spelling Very good. joke. Great job, Aria. Okay, anyway, sorry. What, what was up? They have a I gate. Don't know, that's it. It's a G8 yeah, gate. Yeah, they have a gate. That's what it is. The, the gate. Here it is. Here's the rev. It's um, it's rad. Yeah. It's, it's a, a cool enclosure. Um, it is a clicky switch, but it sounds like a relay. Like it does that quick swell in when you click it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, um, I don't know what that's about, but I like this pedal a lot. I'm going to start using it <laughs> on my, my main board here. Um, 
But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Got it kind of at the same time. So here's, yeah. uh, let me tell you a little story about how I got this and a pickup that I bought that arrived today as well. Wow. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've had a big gear getting, year. Getting um, shopping done. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. Uh-huh. But um, so Reverb allows, as the seller, you to choose um, if your listing will be open to offers or if it is just, here's the price. Right. It costs this much. Um. Most, I think most things by default are set to accept offers. Okay. Just start throwing offers out, right? <laughs> start, start, start lowballing, you know? <laughs> so so do I, you, I'm, in a, I'm in a Helix group on Facebook and somebody <laughs> posted like, oh my God, like my Helix is coming today. I'm so excited. Um, never used one. Like uh, I got it for like $700, he says. And that's an insanely low price yeah, for a Helix. Like half, they're, right? they're, it's like half, yeah. Yeah. Um, Less than half. It, it, and everybody was like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> screw every every tip or detail about Helix. How did you find one for 700 bucks? <laughs> yeah. And he's you like, give to the, the community guy- first before we give back to <laughs> yes. you. And the guy's like, oh, just start lowballing on reverb. Sometimes you get lucky. Yeah. Sometimes like, somebody really is, just wants to get rid of it. Huh. This is a revolutionary way of thinking for me. So I was always like, oh, I don't want to, if I am throwing an offer out there, I want it to be. Reasonable, acceptable, right? Appropriate, mm-hmm. not insulting. But then I was like, I don't know this person. I'm never going to see them again in my life. So if I lowball, it takes one click for them to say no thanks or to yeah. counter offer. Right. And then you can see maybe you'll land somewhere. Maybe yeah, they like, just uh, tell you to yeah. fuck off. Right. So the Rev G2 retails for 229 I yeah. got it for 150 There you go. And, and it's, yeah. it's, I'm sorry, was, I got 130 or sorry, 135 plus shipping. Well, because so like, you said it, but it was used though, right? So like retail. It was used, yeah. But it came uh, mint condition. All yeah. the stickers still in the box, uh, the, the original box. Mm-hmm. Everything, no Velcro Eric. on the back, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just saying like, yeah, if you're thinking about like you yeah. want to see if you can get a good deal, uh, don't sweat it, just try. And <laughs> I, think, I think that's what goes on on, um, on like eBay and stuff too. Um, I yeah. haven't, I haven't been sort of in the eBay scene for, for quite a while, but, but I, 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 I did, I did do one thing on it, uh, sort somewhat recently. And, um, it was like that. It was like, I, I got a few offers that were like half of what I was expecting the auction to mm-hmm. land at. And I was like, you can't be serious. Like, look at the sold listings. Like this is this is the range yeah. that was, and, and the, the thing, people though. were were universally. They were like, "Hey, no offense, just like occasionally yeah, this just happens. Uh, like, look, look." And then one guy even said back to me, "Like, yeah, I see those. Look further down the page, though, because just yesterday, between all the ones where they're going for this, here's one that went out for half that same same product. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, yeah, and, okay." Yeah, I, and it's totally like a. I don't mean any offense by this, yeah. and I just have to like get over that kind of thing because we're just strangers on Reverb, right? It's not like this guy's going to look up me. Well, until you change and, and your be name like, to Derek from the Tone Control at, at the Tone Control, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's worked out really well. And I bought a new, um, I bought a Porter wide range humbucker, yeah, for my Black Telly, my seventy two reissue. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, because the the neck pickup in that thing from Fender is garbage. Like the the Fender Pure pickups garbage. in that thing, they're just they're just not great. So I got I was looking around. Wide range pickups tend to be pretty expensive in the world of humbuckers. Okay, just because they're like a they're a different shape. It's a not standard enclosure. It's a whole thing. Like, yeah. so I was looking at like 
I wanted new pickups for the guitar. I think I've talked about this a long time ago. I wanted new pickups for the guitar, but the neck pickup, this wide range, is pick guard mounted. So it's a you can't put a regular humbucker in there because it's a four screw mount. There's like two oh, on each okay. side. Mm-hmm. Um and, and it's literally large. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, and it's bigger. Like so the okay. if if you drilled other holes, it would be swimming in this cavity. So um <laughs> So I'm looking at wide range pickups and then sometimes they're like over 200 bucks for one pickup and into like the 235 kind of area. It's like, oh God, okay. So what if I put in a regular humbucker yeah. that I need to buy a new pick guard? And guess what? Those two things together, we're talking about the same price. <laughs> <laughs> so what if you just go onto Reverb and offer everybody so what half if I, of yeah. their asking price until somebody yeah, so, says yes? <laughs> yeah. So... um not many wide range pickups for sale on Reverb. Yeah. Found a Porter one that was used. I had a guitar with Porter pickups a long time ago. Really liked them. Got it for eighty dollars. Nice. Super nice. It's a hundred and fifty dollar pickup or something like that, which is already pretty low for a wide range. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, "Yeah, I had it in a, a Tele Deluxe, and I'm, I'm selling the guitar stock, and one of these pickups was in it, so he's putting the pickup up for sale." So that came today. So that was sort I mean, of an impulse buy. Yeah, you, you, you get something, <laughs> you find the right situation. Yeah. Also, like the Affirm pricing and stuff with Reverb, I affirmed this Rev pedal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, $40 oh, a month that's, or something so like that. Oh, so that's like, um, it's like a third-party Yeah, um, I've bought a lot of gear with plan. it, actually. Hmm. It's um, low or no interest, and you can choose three, six, or 12 months. Oh, that's pretty cool. And you think they're taking great. over the, the whole... Um, What's that bank that that was always doing these? Like every store card was through this bank. Oh uh, yeah, and they would always. That's what they would essentially. That's what they were selling. Is like, you know, over yeah. six hundred is twelve months no interest or something. Yeah, um, they just it, when you check out synchrony can, synchrony. Something I think like that's that. what it was. Anyway, but I what's had, funny I had is a like a bunch of them. I had like one for a computer store, and that's what Sam oh, yeah, Ash yeah. would do. The Sam Ash card was through them. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I haven't actually paid for this rev pedal yet. Like you don't you don't pay anything when you make the transaction. It's a month later. It just it makes it feel it, such like like you're inventing it, you money. Know, it makes it feel so easy to buy gear too. Which you know, we'll talk about that in a do little you think, bit. Do but. you think we come off as insensitive to people who are have like bad credit? Well, so a firm is no credit check either. No shit. Really? That's yeah, very yeah. interesting. Which how is they, why I'm okay. That like more, I don't know. I think they just sort of do a soft check because I never get a report. I have like an automated yeah. thing that tells me if my credit's been checked and Affirm never triggers it. Because um, essentially you're I, signing up for something every time you make the purchase because it's not like you get the card yeah. and then have it. Yeah. Huh. Right. And I bought my Les Paul with it. I financed half of it. Um, I bought the Mythos delay pedal I have, this Rev pedal. Huh. Um that's pretty cool. Just, so and, I, I mean, just not to, to speculate about finance companies or something, but like, I, I wonder if that's, um, they're, they're running into less risk because it's a single transaction instead of giving mm. somebody a card that has this deal on it. And then how many more, t- how many times are they going to go back and put another $600,000 oh, right. on it's it? It's per item. Yeah. And, and yeah, so they so like, right. The, the amount of defaults, like. Although so they could just go and get another Affirm deal. But anyway, I, I, that's interesting. Maybe. It's tied to your phone number. So if you like, because mm. they like text you, it's like a two-factor. They text you a code and then they give you the rates. Um, okay. Do you <clears> think, <throat> okay. Now now a phone does a credit check on you. 
Yes, but it's not like a yeah. credit check that's going to affect your score. But, is what I but, mean. But, but no, but I mean to have a phone, you've done a credit check already, and I wonder oh, okay. if they yeah, feel like point. they're piggybacking on that, right? Like they get somebody a phone, although you can get prepay phones that probably work with it too, because it's just a text code. Yeah, maybe. I don't know why I'm talking about this. I'm so into it right now for some reason. I don't I'm just <laughs> saying, like, don't sleep on a firm because, like, I'm I'm only paying two dollars in interest on this pedal over the course of like three months or whatever I chose to finance it for. Wow. It's it's an awesome deal. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Not predatory. Pretty good. Pretty right. good. And I think it depends on the merchant and the value of the item and stuff or mm-hmm. the cost of the item. Um, but I had no interest when I did my Les Paul, which was amazing. Oh, no yeah. interest for 12 months. So, wow. wow. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, so, all right. So, um, yeah. do we want to jump into this uh, re- review the pedal demo from the live stream? Sure. Okay, um, now this is Pedal Genie, so why don't we go ahead and talk about the and 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 let's thank the genie. Let's do this. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want for one low monthly price. Shipping is included, and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers. Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month. Shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wish list with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. What the fuck is that? I don't know. It looks like Grand Theft Auto. I don't know what's happening. Oh my god. We're going with sharks now in the yeah, chat, everybody. We're doing sharks now. Um, I think we've outgrown butts. Um, maybe that. Maybe our next koozie will say butts. Actually, we thought about, but I don't know. But we tell the story. Have we told the story of the koozies? The the great koozie discussion, design discussion about what what to put on the koozie. Yeah. We haven't told the story no, but it was it was a debate. You it know, was what a goes debate because we wanted something. So on the bottom here, can I ding? It's upside down. Is it? No, it's <laughs> yes. not. Yes, yeah, it is. Oh my god, it is! I'm li- sorry. I'm trying to look. My feed is mirrored, and there we go. So I need to I need to see it mirrored for it to be right. And it, upside down, it looked less wrong to me. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we went back and forth on a lot of stuff. Ultimately, Derek was right. We we had to go with Ding. I wanted to put some other esoteric shit on there, but nobody would get the joke uh, unless you've been we listening to the show ideas. for years and years. And anyway, yeah. It's because we don't keep our we don't keep our stuff going. You know what I mean? We you know what we haven't done in a while. Yeah. I have thought about this. We yeah. haven't done review reviews in a while, mm-hmm. and I, I keep meaning to find some. It is they're out hard in the to, back of my hard mind. Hard to find. Yeah, the the juicy ones. We've had some gems though. Um, <laughs> I love that it doesn't turn off. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was just so good. Okay, so uh, um, so uh, you did a live stream. Yeah, and. Um, it's up on the channel. That's reviewable YouTube. on YouTube if you want to see it, uh, of making the Riverside, Strymon Riverside demo. And uh, then you you send the tracks over to me to mix. Now, this always happens in the background. And then today mm-hmm. I was thinking, 
Well, D- Derek prompted me, right? He was like, when you do this mix, um, let me know if how it is. Let me know if anything's weird because you were using the, the using, rev yes. now instead the rev amp instead of all helix. Um, and so something might be different. And I was like, yeah. shut up, everything's gonna I don't, be fine. I don't know it. I don't know a ton about this stuff, but like I just want to make sure that like I'm not making it more difficult for Justin <laughs> or you know, it's it's something's like incredibly wrong <laughs> about what I've done. Well, I, I was like, shut up. You you've been you've been making music for a while. Like you're not gonna accidentally yeah, well, create guitar tracks that are fucking bonkers. Like you know what things are supposed <laughs> to sound like. And that's yeah. that's that's the thing about like recording. Once you've like done it for a bit, like you get how something's supposed to sound. The hard part mm-hmm. is if you just listen to finished records and then you sit down to record a guitar. Um, you might make your guitar oh, have way close. too much bass and shit like that because you're yeah. used, you know. So anyway, but anyway, so so the the tracks are fine. But anyway, so I had this idea that uh, why don't I record doing the mix? So uh, I had some time this afternoon, and I just was like, oh well, I'm just gonna do this now. So I sort of rushed it a little bit um, and set up a screen real quick and and did a, a recording. So. Um, that's going up on the channel for patrons. We are going to make that a patron benefit, and I hope that people like it. Let me know what you think. Um, I sort of pinged everybody about this today. Hey, would you think this was cool? Um, I got a mm-hmm. couple of yeses, so hopefully it's cool. I will tell you it is a lot longer than I was expecting it to be. Typically when I do these things, I'm in and out in like 15 minutes, and I get Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, <laughs> it's it's closing in on an hour, and I was like, oh my God, have I been taking an hour of Justin's week every two weeks? And no, I, did- <laughs> um, I got to the end, and I think I remarked about how long it yeah, took me to record. And it's because I was explaining stuff, and I also started from scratch, because for one thing, you had a new sure. setup, and I thought, why not? Um, and because mm-hmm. I'm doing an explain thing, why don't I, I have a template and I just like drag your stuff in, tweak a couple of EQs and uh, levels and pretty much done. This one I'm like, good, yeah. okay, here I'm going to put an EQ on this channel and here's why, you know, um, shit yeah. like that. I, so. I think it's awesome. I already watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I learned a lot, <laughs> believe oh, okay, it or not. Good. Like I, I, cause <laughs> I don't know shit about mixing. Um, and it is getting deep with logic and um, some of the like finer details about what mixing even is is something I want to try to learn. Like it's a long term goal of mine, and I'm just starting to think like, oh, maybe while I'm off during Christmas break, I'll try to like really dive deep with Logic Drummer, for example, yeah. and just start to learn these single features that I use all the time. Start to learn them a little more deeply. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I was like, I'll watch this. Great. And I was so, like, I loved the demo. I was going for this, like, mid-2000s hard rock thing. Yeah. And I think it came out great. Uh, So, anyway. um, Patrons, I think, are going to be into this because it is... uh, instructional, right? It's it's educational to a degree. Because you're like, here's here's a quick trick for making your guitars seem wider than they are. Mm -hmm. And, like... I was like, oh, oh fuck. right, like, right. That's, <laughs> that's a really clever trick. And I had, I've never done anything like that, but like, cool, good to know. And just sort of like how, it, how we do it, I think is fun to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of people who listen, of course, make their own music. So this will be beneficial to folks. So anyway, yeah, new Patreon benefit. We'll send it out via Patreon. It is a right. private, unlisted YouTube link or whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, but that will go out via. Patreon. So check your emails and stuff. And if you're yeah. not getting notices from that, just like turn that back on. And if this is cool, like I, I hopefully won't take as long each time to, but, but like kind of, if this is something that I should keep doing, I'll, I'll, I'll just turn it on and, and maybe with a little less narration, um, do that. And I, I thought, I don't know, should I do this for the post-production on the podcast as well? Like I could just, I don't know. 
I don't know. People might find that vaguely. That is also usually a pretty quick process, but I could, um, I'm sure I could make it longer by recording myself doing it. (laughs) So you have a podcast about doing a podcast. (laughs) Uh, Is this really stupid? I don't know. Anyway. Well, I don't um, know. So like, let's like, that's as a Patreon exclusive, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, so patrons, answer us. Is, is production of the podcast something you want to see? I think the mixed uh, process is definitely better. cool. <laughs> definitely, like, that. Yeah. that's a no-brainer. That's a slam dunk. Um, but yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's, uh, This is, I'm going to play the demo. Cool. So is it, there's a delay in there, right? But it only has yeah, like there's one a repeat. Dotted, um, no, it's a dotted quarter note repeat on um, on the lead part, and then there's like a the ending is strummed with the with the rhythm, and they don't quite line up. Yeah. Okay. So it, like, it, it sounds like a mistake, but I was like, oh, is it cool? I'm not sure. I'm just gonna leave it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Really um, cool. Really cool. I, the Riverside is a much heavier sounding pedal than I initially expected. Okay. Like it, it's tight. It, it has got the gain. Um, also, shout out to Brian from the Tone Jerks for the bass tone. Like that was a Helix <laughs> bass tone that okay. he made, and he like made a patch for guitar and for bass. And he's like, "Oh, check these out." So, yeah, it that's a good awesome. tone. I like that. It's a good tone. <laughs> Most of these are really so anyway. good too. I, I found myself like I wondered: is this a good demo or is this not a good demo to do of the mixing? Because I didn't do much. Um, but on the other hand, like, I'll just say, like, I don't really do much most of the time. For one thing, they're pedal demos, so I'm supposed to be sort of, like, revealing what they sound like. Um, I do want it to yeah. sound good, so, like, there's a little bit, but I don't do a lot of automation. Like, if I'm really mixing a song, I'm automating things like individual drum hits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I can't do that here, but I wouldn't anyway because it's, like, that's a little beyond the well, scope. Right, you know? and and the thing about the pedal demos is even when writing the piece for the pedal demo, it is written to show off the pedal, right? It's not necessarily something I would do. (laughs) And maybe the pedal is set to a somewhat more extreme setting to really show off what it sounds like. Um, Mm. That's not so much the case with drive stages. Um, But anyway, yeah, I'm super into that video. I'll post it to Patreon tomorrow. Okay. And yeah, we'll get that going. Super. All right. Um, What's... uh... What the heck is what the heck is next in this? Oh, so and and look who look who turned up in chat. Um, so nice of you to drop by. Nice Eric. of you to drop by. Let's um let's pop one more sound in here to to denote the change of topic. Uh, a topic from the audience. Um, so let's see which one do I play. Um, here's a screwed up one.
fuck is this? Is it a pog? No, that's the organizer. Is that from oh, God. Earthquaker uh, or Walrus? Earthquaker? Sounds like an earth. Sounds uh, I like think earth- it's an earthquaker pedal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> organizer. <laughs> yeah, okay. it was like some kind of synth thing. Anyway, uh, yeah, screw it, whatever. That was dumb. Um, um, so Eric's in the see. chat just joining us right in time for his topic <laughs> suggestion. Yeah. Which I copied and pasted verbatim from our, our chat, <laughs> which says, <laughs> he says, talk about, no, actually, like, challenge people to view gear as something that matters so much less than how we operate with it. <laughs> okay. In the grand scheme, there's so much that doesn't ultimately matter. Uh, and as a new gear year resolution, that's very hard to say, <laughs> take a step back and evaluate what you have already and how much something new won't actually matter and there's no use in getting worked up in it. Yeah. So we've Eric and I have been talking a lot about this, like, um, just like what what purpose gear is serving for us, and mm-hmm. um, how you think about gear, and it's like it's very easy, I think, as guitarists to fall into like, oh, if I get the Rev G two, like that'll be it, right? And so it's like self reflection, right? Like, is is the is the is the next thing really what where you're getting your thrill? Or would you be happy with other stuff if you just saw it differently? Or is your thrill um, just from lowballing people? Is that where you get your kicks, you know? And when you get the email that's like, your offer has been accepted. It's like, oh my God. What? <laughs> if you're but, the, if, I'll but, tell you what. If you're the yeah. kind of person, when you get the email that says your offer has been not accepted, does, do you get a tickle? You know what I mean? Like if, that, no, if that's you, your thing <clears> – <throat> Then you're <laughs> I get this, you're like, someone we want to talk to. So no, I get I get a well because usually the the one time it has not been accepted, it was received with a counter offer. So oh, okay, they send a counter offer, and I'm like, all right, let's play ball. You know, I get this little like, <laughs> <laughs> let me roll up my sleeves here. <laughs> what, what, what do you want to do here, bud? And it's like five dollars more. Fine, whatever. <laughs> you know what? Anyway. you got it. Anyway, no, um, so I'm all over this. In fact, I was sort of thinking about this and I I think sort of muttering to myself a little bit when I was recording that video today of the mix, like I, I pull up stock plugins, especially a stock EQ regularly. Um, Mm -hmm. I like repeatability there. I, I have gotten a little bit used to my waves plugins, but like I do try to, I, I, I do, I try, I try to go sort of as simple as I can get away with. Um, for sort of the sake of like, well, you know, years from now, maybe I've sort of forgotten about that esoteric plugin. I don't really use it. Maybe it's not even mm-hmm. on my computer anymore or something. Like what's going to happen if I go, you know, I, I've sort of moved on to a new tool. So I think what I yeah. said in the in the mix was like um, if there's one tool versus another tool, it was like a compressor I was talking about. There, are, It's the way that, that they're laid out and organized. And some of them have certain features like that that compressor had a pre-filter. Now I can do that kind of thing with an EQ in front of the compressor in a sense. Um, but this makes things quick and easy to sort of flip through and audition different things. Um, and that sort of makes a difference, I think, Mm -hmm. but it's not like I have to have that compressor or I can't make some other compressor kind of sound like that. It's a little bit more like you know, e- even just the the visual layout of something. So the knob layout on a particular pedal or something like that. 
could influence what you make out of that pedal, not because it sounds different. Like you could have, so I'm picturing. Well, it influences how you interface with it and like how and it. And so you could make if, different sounds. Like if you had the brains yeah. of a Strymon pedal and you put it into a different enclosure with a different layout and you didn't know they were, the, you know what I mean? If you don't know mm-hmm. they were the same, does does your sound come out the same? Yeah, right. Good question. Um, I think it's also like kind of, the, the spirit of the question is stemming from conversations about like the gear you already have as well. Sure. And kind of this like, um, you know, like not, not discounting the stuff you have in order to like continue to chase like a new thing, right. To, right. to buy more gear and stuff. And like, yeah, I, I bought a few overdrives this year and I totally don't need them. And I know that, <laughs> but like, it's the, the, the balance of like, well, I don't have anything that's kind of like a rat. Yeah. Maybe I'll like so and then then you can justify it as like, well, then I'll have my rat tones covered if I got the 1981, you know. Or well, hasn't right? JHS and it's, made the and, uh, hasn't JHS and, made their thing that's like 800 rats? Isn't that that's Yeah, that was real, after right? the 81 <laughs> purchase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like um 800 rats. <laughs> <laughs> okay but like i think um it's also just like the the minutiae right this last five percent of tone that we've talked about a few times and like the yeah but do you need a rat tone who what 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 does need mean in this (laughs) sense and and i think it's like like what sure you maybe need a clean tone you need a drive tone and a lead tone perhaps and like if you want to get maybe more specific you get like fuzz tones and stuff um, that are more like character tones sometimes Mm. Um, do you know what I mean so like does the type of overdrive actually matter or do you just need sometimes. a chunky or gains sometimes right but like how do you as like the guitarist right we all know that like if you buy this pedal, it doesn't make you a better musician. It doesn't give yeah. you better tone necessarily. These things uh, influence tone, of course, but um, right. Do you know where I'm going with this? Kind of yeah, like, well, I'm having a hard time putting I, it together, I guess. I'm trying to remember the, some of the discussion from discord. Cause the phrase that was, that stuck in my mind was about um, most of the time, the difference between, you know, as long as we're not talking about like some bargain basement thing that doesn't actually do the job, uh, mm. you know, compared to something truly great, as long as we're like at least in the mid-level somewhere, the difference between one thing to another thing is much, much less than you're playing. Yeah. All the time. Like, so, the, and I, and I yeah. think it was put much better and I'm trying to remember the exact wording, but like, you know, what's, what's in your fingers matters more than what's outside of your fingers. Yeah, and and I think all musicians know that. Yeah, the hierarchy. Yeah, right? Like and and we see this, right, when somebody like John Mayer picks up Anything. some crappy guitar <laughs> and sounds like John Mayer. You know, like, we're not a surprised. Chunk of, a chunk of wood. <laughs> yeah. Tap, taps it. So caresses yeah. it. Um so I've done this kind of thing. Interesting, this interesting thing lately is because I'm not in a band. Like I don't need a pedal board that covers certain things. You know, I don't need. Um, I, I so I always had a board that was like, this is my sound, right? These these things together yeah. uh, combine to make the Derek tone, and 
I was really, like, really into tweaking all that for a while. I still am. But um, now I'm just like throwing whatever the fuck on a board. And it's like, well, I need, I need some kind of modulation stage. I need like a gain and a boost and whatever. Just like grab one of these and see how these work together. And it's so much less permanent. I think it's like the permanence feeling of so, it all. You know? Yeah. So when you, when you are in a band, does the, does that give you a, a sense like I have to stick with this because if I accidentally write a song or start writing a song when I have it set up this way and then discover I don't like this setup, I've got to like throw something out or reconfigure or change my expectations of what my board um, is, right? Because I've got to stick with this, like I might accidentally permanentize something. By way of recording. Yeah. Like or Yeah. Well what? that happened. I the overdrive <laughs> I used on our record I don't own anymore. And I, <sighs> I didn't I sold it not like a maybe a, a year after we recorded. Yeah. And but that was sort of a like I, I found some other overdrives that I was happier with, and it didn't care. I didn't care at the time that it didn't match the record. Yeah. Because again, like, does the audience care if it's a silicon or germanium diode in that fuzz pedal? <laughs> Absolutely not. Right. Um, that kind of thing comes to mind. Anyway, so like you could just have a right, page that that's happened. that song, and like that's a th- and I did. <laughs> <laughs> but so here's right an down. interesting thing, though. Here's an interesting thing. I I built a Helix preset for Delaney. Where every song was the same, right? All they all had the same amps, cabs, and effects, and they all. The only difference so was even though you like had the ability like, for them all to be different, yeah, they weren't. They were. They weren't because I think the thing about being in a band is the consistency, right? Yeah. If I wanted, um, like, if Delaney was a band that had like a crunch tone and a lead tone, and that was it, I would want that to be the same always. Yeah. And, and even if it's just the idea of crunch and lead. Do you know what I mean? Versus like a specific you, type of crunch or lead. Okay, okay. So what you're saying <laughs> is you can have variation as long as the variation is just different types of crunch and different types of lead. I guess. I mean, this is all Eric says in the chat, personal taste. It's true. Like it, yeah. it depends on how you think of your own rig and your own gear and how it like interfaces with your um, execution of playing guitar. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um because I know some people, right, who have one gain stage, but use a volume pedal. Yeah. And their their rhythm tone is that volume pedal at fifty percent, and then they just make it louder for their lead tone, right. which and, pushes and the amp and does other things. I, you know? I, I did that for quite a well the whole time. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah that's cool because you can you can hit in between stages. Although I real mm-hmm. quickly just stopped hitting any. The, so here's the, my experience with that is I set that up, right? Volume pedal. And it's going to be, uh, I'm going to have, this is, this is clean. This is full on. And I have all, look, I can sweep. I never swept. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So you had more like an unbooster situation. Well, then I switched it. I, I just made, yeah. a, I made a little pedal that was just a volume reducer so I could click it on and off like a distortion. And all it was is a, a volume a pedal that I was taking yeah. in and out of my signal. Yeah. Uh, um, without I'm gonna talk having about to Eric's, actually toggle it. So I'm going to talk about how this kind of came up with Eric and his, his pedal board. Yeah. Eric has an overdrive collection like many of us do. Um, and he switched to using three boost pedals instead. <laughs> instead of like clipping stage oh, okay. so you overdrives. Have, he's he's you know? doing them individually. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah. And so like this this occurred and like made this thought of like, how, the the way that we use all this stuff doesn't really matter, right? It's just like just use it. it doesn't it, the permanence doesn't matter? The um, the like initiative behind it doesn't matter, right? You can use it for whatever the hell you want, and and 
the focus on your playing and your songwriting and that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm kind of like butchering Eric's original idea. He's <laughs> typing furiously in the chat. <laughs> um, it's kind of an interesting thought, I think. Um, he says the sound of the boosts was incredible. <laughs> uh, and I, I mentioned like, well, as you're doing this thing where you're taking what an overdrive does and compartmentalizing it out into three stages, you know? Right. And, and but uh, right. So, yeah, but so they, they work with an amp so much <clears throat> differently than an overdrive does. Well, not necessarily. The, that well, stuff's like, happening within the the. So typically, like if you yeah, have but a like pedal, on an EP there's, booster, there's multiple there's, things in it. You know, that's what I mean. And you, you you took those multiple things and broke them out into their own enclosures. Yeah, into, into their own pedals. But, but the like thing if, is, like some of those are going to be EQ stages, or um, or or it's like it's just a matter of well, this one needs to have this sort of gain range, while the second one needs to sort of actually pull yeah. that back and 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 it's figuring out the interactions between them is what makes you know this these particular circuits that's oh that's this amp or this pedal you know that's the sort of stuff that they've put in and where are we filtering and and stuff like that you know yeah i i think um to sort of like take this idea uh take eric's idea and Define it. I don't want to say that, but like I, we as I, especially charge, guitarists, this is, this is your goddamn show. <laughs> <laughs> especially like guitarists, because like I have the most experience in this area. I, I think other musicians in like the rock music space do this all the time. I'm sure other hobbies and other areas do this. In music, do this as well. We're putting gear on a pedestal, big time, and yeah. we like we be real about that. I think is kind of the whole point. Right, to, yeah. to maybe not knock it down a notch every now and then, and just be honest with yourself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's a clone for sale at Manchester Music Mall. Get it, get it. Right. Everybody's talking. Is that about what I'm supposed it. to yeah. react to? <laughs> Everybody, it's six thousand dollars. Okay, <laughs> and everybody's it's like digging under their mattresses. <laughs> right. oh I just picture like some kid, like somebody grabbing a kid by their ankles and like shaking money on them. <laughs> so, yeah, why, why a kid, man? Why? Why do oh, you yeah, do like, that like, to a kid? like give me your lunch money? You know, like that uh, okay, kind of thing. all right, it's a schoolyard um, bully. Yes, yes, for the clon. <laughs> for the clon, it's for the clon. So yeah, like the clon or fifty nine Les Pauls or whatever, like all this gear that's up on a pedestal that everybody just like takes. Like it's just. Yeah, what what did I see on understood I, as the greatest? Something flew by on YouTube not, the other day that was like I got to play um Jimi Hendrix, you know, yeah, so many million yeah, the, dollar guitar. Yeah, I Paul Davids posted a video of it was a, it was Jimmy's actual guitar, it was ten million dollars. Okay. I didn't I didn't no, watch that, it, so I'm not gonna like say stuff about the video, but it's but it, it is that is part of that thing, right? Like a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's got a celebrity component to it. Yeah. Of person. So does Klon. I mean, in a sense. I mean, the pedal, in a sense, right. is a celebrity at that point, right? Right, I'm saying, but yeah, okay, I know what you mean, yeah. Um, so anyway, I don't know. Yeah. We were also sort of talking about making fun of the music that we like and stuff, and I think it's just, take some perspective now and then, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, just, not everything is that important. Um, we're just rascals, he says. <laughs> Yeah, and like this is this is not to say, uh, like preferences don't matter because they totally mm-hmm. do. Um, 
But it's just like really kind of boiled down to like, yeah, I, I, I really like a nine and a half inch radius on my fingerboards, but it doesn't mean yeah. I'm not going to play a 12 inch radius, right? <laughs> I'm not going to be like, well, the tone of a 12 inch radius is, is just not for me, right? Nobody yeah, says well, that. Well, I mean, certain things, um, I think this kind of so, so circle back to one of the early things that we said is the layout, you know, think things that are actually sincerely different from one piece of gear to the next when they're basically, when they're more or less on the same level um, can matter because you could come up with something different if you're working on a Strymon versus uh, yeah. e- an Eventide pedal, even if they can make similar sounds. Um, you're going to, ch- uh, you can get to them and manipulate them differently and that's going to lead you. And that's a, that's a bit of restriction. I mean, it's that. Maybe maybe this will put a bow on it. Like, so Helix, right? Like something, mm-hmm. and Helix and things like it, Fractal, that can contain everything, are almost they're like getting close to without restriction. And um, creative restriction is often a big, big part of the creative process. And so, like oh, having yeah. certain pedals, like. Eric is going to create different tones now when he's got three boosters instead of this other thing, right? Because he can sort yeah. of shape them differently. He may create different things. And when if somebody wants to record and they only have one mic, they might figure out a different way to do it. And if you mm-hmm. want to make some guitar tone and you don't have – but if you – on the other hand, if you have a Helix um, for one thing, maybe that's leading you to what are – What's gear even for? Because I have a Helix now, although you're still there's buying that. gear, so obviously that's not there there's yet. There's that, yeah. There's a whole <laughs> part of that too. Like that's part of this conversation, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it's just the, the whole thing about like step back and evaluate um, what you have already mm-hmm. is important because it's very easy to just like head down, keep like, oh, so and so released a new pedal. Oh my god, it looks so great. Oh my god, I want it. That's fine. Like we all feel that. Yeah. But um, it's Except the reality. Me, I'm invincible. <laughs> <laughs> it's the reality of the whole thing. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, man. Rad. Um, I, yeah, I, I think. So you, you heard it here, folks. Eric is challenging you to view gear as something that matters so much less than it does. <laughs> so much less than you think it does or so much less so, than it um, does. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> um, What's the difference, Justin? Wait, wait, this is it. This is the phrase I was trying to remember. It's right here in my fucking notes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. To view gear is something that matters so much less than how we operate with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, sorry, if I had realized that that was right in front of my face, we don't even need to discuss <laughs> anything. Like, that's that's it. Case closed. This is correct. Yeah. F- you know, fight me. Fight Eric, actually. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Come yeah. at Eric, bro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bring bring the discussion on back to Discord and... Join us and yeah, can, it's it's a little bit of a can be it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. I understand the question and the problem. I cannot articulate it though. <laughs> so funny, <laughs> isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, though. You know, like this, what the conversation is. Yeah. So okay, we've run over an hour again. We're gonna do yes. some suggestions of the week. So I'm gonna play a sound. Um, this one, maybe you'll know. Jesus, I don't know. It's a reverb. It is. Is it 
the it's not the copper sound reverb, is it? It sure is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> This is an old one. Yep. Yeah, man. Data sound, dataless. It's a good one. Yes. Dual reverb. Hell yeah. How many reverbs do you need? Hell yeah. Dual. At least, Obviously two. <laughs> at least two. Always at least two. I have been kind of fucking around with two reverbs in Helix lately. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's great. Do you want to do you want to suggest <laughs> first or do you want me to suggest first? I'll suggest first. Um, My suggestion this week is a band slash upcoming album slash single, I guess. Um, You know, it's like, it's all, it's all together. Um, The world's digital now. You don't know what the fuck's going on. It's fun fact. The band single and album are all from different groups. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) This is the start of the new segment. It's, uh, it's Derek's quick three. (laughs) Right. So um, the band gang of youths, I'm a big Gang yeah. of Youths fan, and I just recommend them across the board. Mm-hmm. I got tickets to see them in the spring. I'm so stoked. They're from Australia. Uh, they don't tour the U.S. very often. And so I'm seeing them at the Paradise in Boston. Sweet. Very stoked. They have a new album coming out. Um, I think it maybe isn't out until February. But um, their album is called Angel in Real Time, and I'm I'm super excited for it. They have a single out now called The Man Himself. And it is on my playlist titled Songs I'm Obsessed With. <laughs> and it's like, I just, every now and then a song will hit me and I um, I will listen to it just on repeat mm-hmm. five, six, seven, eight times, which is not very common for me. Um, it's very high on that list. I just listen to it over and over and over again because the chorus is just absolutely soaring and it's got an amazing hook and it's um, it's just like everything I want from Gang of Youths. Yeah. And I'm so excited for the record. I'm so excited to see them. Um, their record from maybe it was 2019. Uh, I can't remember what year exactly. Uh, but their album called Go Farther in Lightness is on my top album list. Just love this band so much. And I think they're doing something that I don't hear in a lot of other music. And, and it's not, I can't even really say like, oh, it's for fans of so and so or. You know, I, it's hard to I, to draw a connection sometimes. I, I remember with them. hearing a few big influences in that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but I agree that like what's what it's become is um, is pretty neat and and kind of uh, is complicated to explain. It. I agree. They've really carved out yeah. their space. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Angel in real time, particularly the song "The Man Himself," is just like constantly on a loop at my house. <laughs> <laughs> It's really cool. Nice. Yeah, that's my suggestion. Cool. Um, okay, so as I said, this is gonna we're gonna circle back to the beginning uh, because this is a new toy. So I recently I I, I use um, Isotope RX uh, for cleaning audio, and I use it on a ton a ton of stuff. Like obviously a ton in, in like dialogue production because I'm cleaning background noise and stuff, but also in music production. They have a lot of tools that are made for that. Um, they have a, a guitar de-hum now that's focused more on guitar amps and, and you can like, um, it also like specifically sample amp hum and then do hmm. a better job of specifically cleaning that rather than just like the, the more generalized noise removal. Hmm. And um, some cool. of the de-bleed, de- um, oh, being able wow. to feed it <laughs> like like a click track coming out of headphones, like to be able to show, show it like, hey, well, here's what the click track sounded like. And it goes, oh yeah. 
I got that. So there's a lot of you. like machine learning, <laughs> um, artificial intelligence, which is really machine learning uh, built into yeah. this stuff. So one of the, the, they had an update and I was a few versions behind. So I was like, okay, you, they gave me a deal on it. So one of the new features that I got access to is called Music Rebalance. Now, I think this has been around for a little while in the super advanced version, but it's come down to the version that I have now. Mm-hmm. Um, so what this does, it's, it's like an AI sort of spectral frequency analyzer, and they're analyzing different aspects of what makes up a sound and essentially assigning those aspects to different things. And what they're trying to tease out is um, vocals, guitar, bass. Mm. Oh, sorry, vocals, I, I think it's it's four. So it's, I think it's vocals, bass, percussion, and everything else. Uh, which sort of makes vocals. sense to me, right? So that you're able to okay. tease out vocals because you sort of learn like what what do, what does a voice usually seem like spectrally? And mm-hmm. um, bass, we we kind of know like because it it has a, typically in a different frequency register and some things like that. We can tease that out. Um, percussion is tra- more transient information, but we're also trying to acquire symbols and stuff out of that. And then everything else, and it's it's separating and allowing individual adjustment of those. So what we're going to come to this thing with is a mixed file, like stereo or mono. And it's essentially gives you these four faders. And I've used it on two different things. One was um, a hip hop album that I mastered. And the by the time we got to the end of it, the client actually wanted more vocal. And that was really tricky to get, especially because I was fighting a bit of sibilance. I thought I felt it was too sibilant. Mm. So I was already like trying to EQ out the middle. You know, I was trying to do some trickery. And then I got this thing in my pocket. and I thought, hold on, let me take another swing at this. And I literally just went into this thing and just gently said, give me two dBs on the vocal across the board and leave everything else alone. I said, print it. And it just spit out this new file, right? And to hear what it does, Mm. like you can open this thing up and set it to processing a file and essentially just solo one of the channels. Like, give me just the vocal. And what comes out is pretty much just vocal. And like the reverb and stuff that is attached to the vocal is yeah. also there. And it's doing it, it's not monoing it, right? It's doing the full stereo effect. Like if there's vocal on the sides, Holy it's going to find those. And the percussion, it's, and it does a really good job. Now, if you solo any of these and play them back, there's some little artifacts and things like that. And there's a few little settings that you can tweak to try to get it a little bit better. But it, it's it's less made for that, for actually like pulling something out, although it's probably a more effective way of doing like a vocal delete um, mm-hmm. than the other weird trickery where you sort of invert the stereo. You end up spitting, you end up creating a mono file out of that. So this you could do effectively. Um, so I did it on that mm. Hip Hop Master and it worked awesomely. And then I, I had um, this sort of mixing slash mastering thing um, from a local band here, they had a live recording and um, it had, it. they had a, an audience pair and a stage stereo mix, like a board stereo mm-hmm. mix. And that's what I had to work with. And I used music rebalance and what I did, you can, you can adjust the faders and then say, spit that out to me. Or you can push this other balance just as separate and it will give you four files out of the one. And so that's what I did with, with the audience pair and the board pair. And I, I had it spit out four and then I lined them up in Pro Tools and with them all at zero and I push play and I 
couldn't tell the difference between the source file and the split into four. And then I was like, okay, now let's make some adjustments. And I, I had to make sure like, um, I had to make sure to use phase linear EQs, which is like a technical mm-hmm. thing, but EQs actually rotate the phase of certain frequencies. So if I started going in with um, with a, uh, a normal phase EQ or like an analog EQ, for example, and started turning things, you would get weird shifts between those because yeah. those actually came from the same file. and So they need to say totally uh, phase coherent in order for the mix to work at all. So, but... With phase linear EQ, I was able to make some EQ adjustments and level adjustments throughout and spit that out and get this awesome mix for them out of what was a, essentially a pre-mixed baked-in thing. And so now I'm like, I'm hyped. I'm all about it. So I get this thing from uh, this client who is a, a 57 and 58 guitar and vocalist right. with plenty of bleed. From the top of the show. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. in this case, I didn't do... I didn't do separate because I actually only wanted two stems. I wanted vocal and then everything else. And so I just did it kind of manually. I did one where I soloed the vocal track and said export. And then I did one where I muted the vocal track and did export. And then Mm -hmm. I recombined those and I did them for both. I did it for the guitar mic and for the voice mic. And uh, there's some, a little artifacting, which I I have to sort of mask by bleeding in a little, you know, reintroducing some of the bleed. Um, But Mm -hmm. from that, I'm able to essentially apply a lot of reverb to the voice in a way that I really like, especially on the loud notes and really let it bloom Mm. and automate that without that getting onto the guitar. EQ and compress the guitar totally differently from the voice in a way that should not be possible with that much bleed. Um, it's <laughs> totally magic. I mean, like I said, it's not gonna it's not gonna sound like you recorded the guitar without the voice there if I play it in solo. But if I play you back the track and I didn't tell you that I'd done that, you'd be like, "Wow, like that sound." That's, that's what, amazing, and that's why I was so bummed when she wasn't excited about it first. Because I was <laughs> oh, because like, you'd done this whole like magic thing, and yeah. I don't tell her like I did magic to your, you know, to your. Yeah, song. let me tell you about this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. you know, so when she was excited, I was like, okay, great. I mean, unless she asks, I'm still not going to explain, like, and here's the magic I did. But, like, I explained yeah. it to Marielle. I explained it to my wife, like, you don't understand. Like, the thing I did is literal black magic. It can't be done. <laughs> I did an impossible thing now. And it sounds awesome. So, yeah. Um, so, really excited. That's amazing. Um, uh, yeah, new, new, new thing that is hiding inside of Isotope RX restoration software. So. Well, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. And I also <laughs> tried it on, somebody sent me this forensic thing that was one of these like, oh, try to recover the voice in this terrible recording. You know, it's like, it's probably mm. a surreptitious recording. Um, and I was like, okay, let's, instead of instead of reducing the noise, let's try music rebalance, solo the voice. And it spit out, I mean, you still couldn't understand it because it was nothing there. It was not enough yeah. there to really work with. But uh, what it spit out was pretty much just voice. Just like, <laughs> You know, but anyway, yeah. um, it's it's wild. Eric thing. wants to know if it will find his wife's Christmas spirit. Uh, <laughs> is your wife's Christmas spirit a voice? <laughs> then yes. <laughs> if so, then I've got good news. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So those are yeah. That, I, I I when I started that story, I thought I was just going to talk about this recent thing, and then I realized that I actually successfully used it three times now since I've got it the last couple of weeks. So awesome. Anyway. Um, that's, unless there's anything else, that's going to do it for us at the Tone Control. Hey, this is our last um, regular episode of the year. 
um, the next episode is going to be a total joke. So <laughs> if, if you're not if you're not familiar with Tone Control, around the end of the year, we usually take a little break, uh, and it's it's all the post show stuff. So uh, when we choose the episode title and stuff over the last year. It's going to be long. It's going to be funny. At least I think it's funny. It's funny for me. Maybe it's only funny for me. <laughs> but um, yeah, and if you are a Patreon person uh, who has hung out in the post show, you're in that sucker. Yeah, so guess what? Uh, you remember that? Guess agreement? what? Remember that uh, that uh, yeah. dis- that uh, uh, agreement? Or, or what am I saying? Uh, um, uh, uh, the the e- the EULA or, or yeah, whatever the EULA the, uh, you said the um, yeah. Yeah, and user Whatever. license the, agreement. The, the point uh, is terms you, of service. Terms of service. <laughs> you signed away all your rights when you when you uh, first of all come and join us in Discord. Discord.io slash the tone slash tone control. No the. Uh, and then when you get here, just understand that if you become a patron uh, and join us, uh, you can join us for the live uh, recording of the show. And if you talk after the show, I am recording you. Uh, <laughs> to become a supporter of the show and a patron, uh, go to patreon.com slash the tone control, uh, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show and we will thank you ever so graciously every single time. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. We, so the, we should. Yeah. yeah. And if you, if you want to, if you want to double that up for, um, if if you want to, I'm going to start the music here. If you want to double that up for <laughs> you derailed to, him as as little as two dollars a month, you will be a supporter plus, which gets you a special role in Discord where you can join us for the secret super chats. Um, all patrons are now going to get access to the other special bonus materials that we're coming up with, which is like um, Derek's uh, explainer videos and my stuff about how I was doing the mix that's going to go on like tomorrow or something like that uh, yep. for the demo mix. The patrons today are. Carson Ricketts, Nick Greenwood, Timmy S., Matthew Fenslaw, Ryzen Wolf, Jamie Evans, Jeffrey Wright, Doug King, Doug Gann, Righteous Ryan Johnson, Steve Huffman, Jonas Sabatini, okay. Eric Tape Delay, Andrew Walsh from Andrew's Alcove, OG friend of the show Brian Rizzi, Doug Christ of 37 Effects, Sean Wright of Lollygagger Effects, and Brian Gower and Kyle McIntyre of the Tone Jerks Podcast. <sighs> Thanks. Thank you all. Thanks for a killer year. Yeah. Of podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. It's it been a good one. It's good. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's. Well, the music's over. We, we... <laughs> it's right. The music always goes in and post. I don't know why I even do that. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> bye bye. Okay. Bye. See you next year.